This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. So, Sophie, you caused a lot of controversy in our Facebook group after on Monday's episode revealing that you take your phone in the shower. Yeah, I didn't think that this was such a weird thing to do. I kind of thought everyone did it, but evidently not. Well, Dale has always told me that it is so weird because sometimes Kate, Sophie and I will take phone calls with each other while we're in the shower. And he's like, people don't do that. So I was a bit disheartened to see that the majority of group members actually don't take their phones in the shower. It's funny because I say that I feel like everyone does it. But in saying that, my boyfriend will not allow my phone, his phone, any form of technology into the bathroom when he is showering. But I just think he's... He's on the other oh, end of the spectrum. Yeah, that's Brandon though. Like he's not wearing his Apple Watch anymore either. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to say, I feel like we need to explain ourselves because we all do take our phone in the shower, but it's not to say that we have it there all the time. Like it might be on the bench and, you know, you might reach and have a look and, you know, because people are like, oh, well, how do you wash yourself? Well, I'm not like showering with my phone all the time. <laughs> well, that being said, I think I do have an obsession with my phone because I do stand in there scrolling. No, no, I do as well. But it would be like, you know, maybe I've put conditioner in my hair. So I've got a couple of minutes where I can scroll. Well, a lot of people are saying that they don't use their phone in the bathroom. Oh, sorry, in the shower because it's their time. But that's, I look at it differently. I think it is my time. So Mm. I'm going to go on the phone and look at stuff that I want to look at or I'm going to have a conversation on the phone. But also people pointed out that our showers must be so long. So I am a bit more mindful now of how long I am in the shower. Yeah, well, I actually respected someone wrote in our group that they have taken their phone in the shower in like a little Ziploc plastic bag to watch Netflix. (laughs) Now, that's a really good idea. I'm going to say I'm someone that has been known to sit in the shower. I know you guys found that disgusting. Are you serious? Yeah. So when I had an ensuite and like, yeah, at our Finden place, I was just sitting in the shower. That you is know, just, that's, that's, I don't know. I what's feel the gross. Of that? It was so relaxing. Like you kind of just sat there. I wasn't on my phone. I was just having like thinking and relaxing. So do you sit right under the shower stream? Sometimes. It just so depends. It just, okay. That's yeah. very odd. I feel like someone else in the group said they did that too. Yeah. I don't think it's an uncommon thing to sit in the shower. I've never, ever, ever sat down in do the shower it, before. It's nice. Do you know what that reminds me of? I remember when we all lived together and our shower kept getting blocked up for some reason. I think because there were three girls living in the house and the hair was going down the drain. And I remember having a shower and it would be such a long shower <laughs> that it would almost start becoming a bath. Oh, that was disgusting. And you know when there's all your own grime just floating around in there? It's That's disgusting. Funny. Do you know what the most random thing about that? Because that was when Sophie and I were sharing that bathroom and... I just remember that one day it just went away and we don't know, like we didn't even do anything. Like we didn't call a plumber or anything. The block just seems to have like dislodged itself. Wow. You know? Hey, Jerry, guess where I'm calling from? World War One plane? I'm in my shower. Well, you know, I'm trying to get out of the shower sooner and then I ask myself, why? I mean, this is where I want to be. So I got a waterproof phone. I shaved, I brushed my teeth and I ordered the Barachinos from J. Crew. 
Now let's get into the social dilemma and UK YouTuber Anastasia Kings North caused controversy this week when she revealed she keeps her bread in the fridge. Anna accidentally sparked the debate when she showed off the contents of her fridge during her highly anticipated apartment tour. I've got to say I was pretty surprised when I watched this YouTube video that she did keep it in the fridge and it seems as you said a lot of people were shocked but what I find the craziest is that she actually got inundated with trolling over this video and it kind of turned into a bit of a TikTok viral video. Well, she spoke about it on UK podcast growing up and sometimes down. Let's have a listen to what she said. Even in um, my uh, my apartment tour, this is so stupid, but I put my bread in the fridge, right? Because I've always had my bread <laughs> yeah. in the fridge. Honestly, I don't know why. <laughs> I just didn't think anything into it. And I have never received more backlash in my life. I got so much hate for putting bread in the fridge. My entire TikTok for you page was filled with why is Anastasia Kingsolf keeping bread in her fridge? I actually kind of felt bad for Anna because it sounded like such a random thing because she also spoke in the podcast about how she's so careful with what she shares on YouTube and that she has to watch her videos over and over again to ensure she's not offending people. And this was the last thing. She, She just didn't think that something like this would go viral. Look, I don't condone trolling or anything like that. I think it's ridiculous that she's getting hate. But I've got to say, it's bloody weird. Like, I've never heard anyone that keeps bread in the fridge. I don't know. I, you know, it kind of makes a bit of sense, though, to but have it would bread be, in the fridge. I'd hate to have it cold. I'm going to throw it out there, and there's no shade intended if anyone listening keeps it in the fridge, but I really feel like it's an old person thing. I feel like this debate around keeping things in the fridge and pantry, like, is really touchy for some people because there's, you know, it's either very, people are so passionate about it. It's very yeah. triggering, isn't it? But yeah. you just do what your parents do. And obviously, Anastasia's mum, Julie, would keep it in the fridge. And Anastasia said that she keeps it in the fridge because she only uses it for toast. Well, why doesn't she then put like half in the freezer? You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, I don't know. Do, that's another topic. Does anyone here actually freeze anything? Because personally, I can't think of anything more revolting than freezing my leftovers and then having them the next day. <laughs> do you know what? Soph and I had this discussion today because we were saying, I feel like you're a proper adult when you start freezing stuff Sorry. like bread. And- yeah. Soph, you sound like such a snob, like, you know, people that might want to eat leftovers and not throw like food no, in the bin. I'm all for leftovers. Sorry. I should have rephrased that. I wouldn't want to eat my leftovers in a week's time. Well, I don't know. I think it's it can be very clever for meal prep and that sort of thing if you've got a big family. I personally don't like eating food from the freezer. I know Sam Mangan's got a big thing. Like, he doesn't even eat ice from the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> but i got to say, I have eaten a few pieces of bread from the freezer because Reese is into, like, freezing it and, like, leftovers and whatnot. And it doesn't taste nice. It, no. you, it tastes frozen. Well, no. the other... Well, the other thing people had an issue with in this video is that Anastasia also keeps her sauce in the fridge, which is another controversial condiment. Look, I used to keep this in the pantry, but however, it now, if you look at the packaging, it actually says to keep it in the fridge. And I did a little bit of a Google because I wasn't sure what the norm was. And according to a nutritionist, you're actually meant to keep it in the fridge because these days, apparently the food's a lot healthier than it was a while ago. So there's not as many preservatives, sugar and fat in it. So it doesn't keep as well if it's not in the fridge. Here's a controversial one. My ex-boyfriend's family used to keep just butter on the table at all times. Yes. Well, so I looked into that too, and apparently eggs and butter can be kept out of the fridge. But if you think about it, the eggs aren't refrigerated at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah but they're sometimes put near a cooling. Yeah, but of. they're not refrigerated. Apparently they are fine. I it, think they last longer if they're in the it's fridge. because of really? the shell. Look, I never would. I would always keep butter and eggs in the fridge. I just I, think it's weird otherwise. Okay, let's finish on whether we keep chocolate in the pantry or not. Or in the fridge. Definitely the pantry. I'm not a bloody psychopath. Oh that my gosh, said, don't say that. Nana, our Nana 
always keeps chocolate in the fridge but she did have that incident where she broke a tooth so i think it could be quite dangerous (laughs) can i say though that being said when it was 40 degrees a couple of Mm. times the other week my chocolate all melted in the fridge (laughs) that is true there's nothing in the fridge you mean in the pantry sorry in the pantry look i've got to say cabri did set the record straight they tweeted last year chocolate should always be stored in a slightly cool dry dark space such as a cupboard or pantry at temperatures less than 21 degrees to ensure the quality isn't compromised we would love to hear where you guys can your bread can you please come out of the woodwork if you keep it in the fridge because i am fascinated to find out why yeah are you team anastasia or are you team kate <laughs> i'll do some toast neil all right sorry is there a sign outside by the permanently open front door saying this way to the toast bar now let's get into the influencer rap and talia skeins and her boyfriend mitch third have provided a rather interesting update about their bali villa yeah for those who don't know mitch and talia bought villa tami back in 2019 and it seemed to be going really well they were getting lots of their followers and tourists staying at the villa however of course covid19 hasn't helped that and i've got to say i do feel sorry for talia because she actually launched a travel app just a couple of months before lockdown happened so yeah it hasn't been going too well for her It did seem like such lucrative projects to have Mm. on board and they were producing so many YouTube videos explaining how they actually bought a villa in Bali and the process involved in doing it up. So it was really interesting viewing. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of people invested in it. Yeah, well, they actually revealed they've got two girls staying in Villa Tami at the moment and they're stranded travellers, but they've been paying a very discounted rate. And they also revealed that they do have hopes of staying in Bali for a couple of months later in the year, which did surprise me. This seems like a very, a bit of a pipe dream because I know we've had a bit of backtracking from the government and they've said recently with the vaccine rollout that travel potentially could be possible in June, but it does come after they said only a few weeks ago that it's not until 2022 that anyone can think about traveling. This is overseas travel, of course. Yeah. It's crazy because June is only four months away. I can't actually imagine personally jumping on a plane and feeling safe somewhere like Bali. I know. Well, I do wonder if the travel ban hasn't been lifted, if they can actually apply through one of these exemptions, because at the moment, if you do have a business overseas, you can apply to get an exemption to travel. And of course, if they do own this villa, they actually do have employees over in Bali. So there might be a bit of a loophole for them to get back. I did have a bit of a laugh because they were talking about the pros of working from Bali and Mitch was talking about how the photo opportunities are so much better in Bali that they can take photos by the beach and all that. But hang on, have they been living under a rock and not seen everything that's gone on with the UK influencers in Dubai? I I feel like if they're posting pictures of themselves living up in Bali, that's going to backfire big time. Have you also seen when they live? Their apartment literally faces the beach. They have this incredible lap pool. I'm sure there's plenty of photo opportunities there. (laughs) They live on the Gold Coast. Well, moving on, an influencer Mitchell Orville has announced he plans to launch his own podcast, which he said would be an interview-style format. So he previously hosted two open books alongside Reese Hawkins, which was produced by the Spin Studio Network. What do you guys think about him going off on his own and starting a new podcast? Personally, I would be really interested to listen to his podcast because I did really enjoy two open books. In saying that, I'd rather just hear about his everyday life or his opinion on things. I'm not really interested in hearing people who aren't journalists interview people. Yeah, I feel like I've got a little bit of a podcast fatigue at the moment. I've been talking about it with you guys and I'm really struggling to find anything that I enjoy listening to. And there are so many influencer-led podcasts out there at the moment. And not to show throw shade at other podcasters, but like as you said, I don't want to hear influencers interviewing talent. Like I actually would prefer to hear them talking about topics. 
And another part that kind of makes me feel a little bit annoyed about it is the fact that they already have so many channels to reach people. Like, I feel like a lot of people are jumping on podcasts because they're trendy at the moment, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of longevity because I feel almost a podcast is there's so much planning and hard work that goes into it that it's kind of hard for influencers to stick to. Yeah, but I I do like listening to influencer podcasts some of them and as you said it has to be about their life I'm interested yeah. to hear about them I don't want to hear them have a guest because it's kind of a very easy structure to do guest interviews but I would listen to Mitch's podcast well it's kind of what the kick pod which is hosted mm. by Steph and Laura it's a bit what they found so they thought that they weren't worthy enough to speak on there about their lives or they thought that people wouldn't be interested so they instead interviewed people and the result was that people just wanted to hear about them we're talking about podcasters and we've really got to apply Lord Lucy and Nikki from The Wild Ones. So they went on their podcast this week and actually put out an apology for their involvement in the Camilla event. So we spoke about this on Monday's podcast and I actually thought this apology was really good. So we're going to play a little bit of it for you. Before we start today's podcast, we did want to address an insensitive oversight that Lucy and I did want to apologize for before we get into today's episode. So Nick and I were recently invited to attend the Camilla Mad Manor collection launch and as a part of that we both wore pieces from the collection. Yeah, so Camilla has already released a statement on the collection itself and the inspiration behind it. So we won't speak to that but rather we did just want to apologise for the role we played in upsetting and offending and disappointing anyone. So while we do understand that we do have a lot of fun on our platforms and, you know, we don't take things too seriously. We do understand that we do have a responsibility to our community and our followers of whom we did let down. So we went to the event for Camilla, which is a brand that we've worked with from the very beginning, you might know. But yeah, to be completely honest, we never did connect the dots in that time as to how this could have been interpreted to be offensive. Yeah, so further to this, obviously, we made a caption back to our roots. Um, which, again, was in reference to our longstanding relationship with Camilla as a brand, and we never, ever once connected those dots. But, of course, then the caption did make even further disrespect to a community that we have a deep personal connection and respect for. Yeah, so we do want to know that we do hear you guys and we will learn from this and we do thank everyone that did bring it to our attention. As always, we couldn't do it without the punters, so we do apologise and we'll promise to do better in future. Is it just me or was it so refreshing to actually hear people who were in a position of influence apologising and owning up to their behaviour? I just love the fact that they didn't go down the route of what other influencers do and jump on their Insta story and cry and make themselves out to be the victim. I love that they said that they were learning from it and that they had great respect for the community and wanted to do better. And also the fact that they did it on their podcast because an Instagram story can just be deleted and gone, but that's going to be on their podcast for ages. I've got to say though, I do wonder if their connection to the Spin Studio Network has anything to do with the apology because that network is run by Sam and Courtney Mangan who own Spin & Co, which is a PR company. And I feel like they would have had very good advice from those two that it's really important to make an apology. Well, as what I feel like so many more influencers or podcasts need is someone to actually speak to about a proper plan of Mm. attack because you can get defensive or emotional when things like this happen and just lash out. So the fact that they've got them there to actually help and talk them through what is an appropriate cause of action I also think the fact is that Nikki and Lucy aren't just your typical influencers. They are very articulate. They have a a great platform and a great community of people. And they're also in their 30s. So I think they're a little bit more mature. So I think just even if they didn't have Courtney and Sam in their team, I think they still would have 
put out a rather nice apology yeah. as well. And they seem very down to earth and actually willing to take on feedback. So I thought this was amazing, an amazing uh, statement by them. Now to wrap things up, there is a hot rumor from Celeb Spellcheck that Danny Mansudi is actually in Australia. Now this comes off the back of her taking a bit of a hiatus from Instagram and she put up a very emotional post, which has since been deleted. What did you guys think about this? Well, I actually heard about this rumor before Celeb Spelltech put it out there. A few members of our community were saying that this might be the case. And I think it could be true. Yeah, it's a great way to cover up the fact that you've actually gone into quarantine and that and you know you're here in Australia because there were a few clues in that little farewell message. She said that, you know, she wishes she could share this experience with her followers. However, she wouldn't be allowed to. So mm. what do you yeah. It's a bit like all the influencers who suddenly weren't on Instagram during the Melbourne lockdown when they were too busy breaking the rules. <laughs> they were taking a weekend away and then up at their Victoria <laughs> at their, their property. Yeah. Well, I'll be very interested to see if someone spots her in Melbourne or Sydney wherever she may be Mm. yes it should be very interesting I can't wait to see what happens well she's gonna have to appear on Instagram at some point and explain herself yeah imagine if she got caught out you know sometimes when it says like you know location yeah (laughs) just comes out with a great tan I can't go out Let's get into Social Blade. And this one's very interesting. So Ashy Bynes has sort of outed herself for potentially purchasing (laughs) followers. So she posted on her Instagram story a screenshot saying that overnight her Instagram following has jumped to 1.7 million followers and she only had a million the night before. And she was asking, oh my gosh, has this ever happened to anyone else? And all I could think was, has she been caught out and she's tried to purchase followers and it's really backfired and there's like too many all at once? Do you know what? This happened to a friend of a friend who went out to purchase herself some followers. And then she said to all of her friends, oh no, I don't know what happened overnight. Why do I have so many now? Oh shit, my management were meant to only tick 10,000 followers, not 700,000. This was a very small fry in Adelaide, so it wasn't really someone (laughs) who had a management team, but anyway. Well, the most hilarious thing is taking a look at Ashy Bynes' Instagram profile on Social Blade. So you can see she has a steady decline in following of about 300 to 400 every day. And then there's this absolute spike of 693,002 followers to be exact. Well, when I was working at Today Tonight, we did a story about fake followers and I was researching the story. And what's crazy is that you can go onto a page and buy anybody fake followers. Okay, I could go on and go at Kate Torber and send you 700,000 followers. So you never know. It could be an attack by so, a competitor. So, yeah, so imagine that. Like, that could make someone look like a complete dickhead. It does. And also, I'm pretty sure that it lowers the engagement on your Instagram account because Instagram can flag that there's suspicious activity and that you have bought followers. Well, Ashley did say that she would much prefer to have 5,000 engaged people than a bunch of people who aren't interested or connected. So mm. maybe it is sabotage. Who knows? I will have no hesitation in smashing your doll's cupboard with a hammer, mum. I'm serious. Let's get into Sophie's favorite segment, which is snog, marry and avoid. And I decided it should be maths themed. Now, I've got to say, we are doing our own little maths wrap up on Monday's episode. So don't worry, it is coming. But for now, we are going to pick between Brett. Now, he was the groom who had the dirty mo and the uh, maroon (laughs) velvet suit. Yeah, maroon velvet suit. And he married Booker. Anyway, and we're also picking between Jake, who is married to Beck, and he is the one who's the AFL player and his teeth were picked on. He played five games for Carlton. Let's be real. (laughs) That's the one. And then also, 
Bryce. So Bryce is the redhead that decided to call uh, his bride ugly. I wouldn't say he's a redhead, wouldn't you? Oh, kind of sandy blonde. He's got strawberry blonde hair, I think, is the right. He's the redhead. He's the radio guy. He's an absolute jerk. Anyway, so let's get into it. Sophie, who would you pick out of Brett, Jake and Bryce? Slim pickings. It's such a hard one because, as So Dramatic has revealed recently, two of those men have basically cheated on their fiancés and dumped them to be on the show. Gee, what an attractive Mm. trait. So that's not very attractive to me. But then again, I don't really feel like Brett is my vibe either. He he actually seems lovely, though. He seems very genuine. But I feel like I wouldn't be cool enough for him. Yeah, but you've got to pick one. So who are you okay. picking to marry? Mm-hmm. Oh, I probably well, I have to go for him because I don't want to end up with the two cheaters. I oh, so I'm you're marrying s- him, Brett? Brett? I'm marrying Brett? Oh. Oh, I I don't know if I could kiss the footballer because really? that girl has gone on so much about his teeth that I now have a bit of an ick around he, him. He's quite good looking though when he doesn't open his mouth. So I'll have to kiss <gasps> the radio guy and then really? avoid. He's him. gross. Oh. oh my gosh! No, I'm I'm marrying Brett, the guy with the mustache. Mm. I'm avoiding that dickhead radio guy, and I suppose I'm kissing the AFL player. Yeah, I, I I'm with Amy. That would be my pick too. You can pay for me to have a new set of extensions. The <laughs> hair is frazzled. Let's get into our recommendations, Kate. And we've got a joint one this week. It's a bit cute. Yeah, Sophie actually finally came over to my house on Friday night and we spent a lovely evening with Zombreros and watching YouTube. And we've got a little bit sick of our normal YouTubers. So I actually took someone's advice from the community. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but they suggested to watch Sophie Jane Miller. And the great thing about that is that, Sophie, your name is Sophie Jane. Uh, There's another Sophie Jane here. So I feel like I've got some affinity towards her. She seems lovely. You just have to marry Josh Miller and you could be Sophie Jane Miller. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, I've been getting... Like, I feel like she's like one of those old school influencers that hasn't quite made it big. So her content's actually still good. And she actually tries hard to put videos out. It's very much like gym and diet focused, but I'm very much enjoying it. And I really enjoyed her friend Georgia in the video. So then we went and binged her YouTube channel as well. I I did love it too, because I feel like they're actually genuinely friends. It's not Mm. like when you watch the old school YouTubers who are clearly using one another just to get more notoriety. I did find it interesting though because they're both a part of the Naked Harvest trip that's going on in Byron Bay at the moment. So it was quite funny to see all these people come together. But it's, yeah, it's like this new breed of influencers currently. They seem a bit nicer though. They do, but I don't know if it's like, is that what all the influencers started out like and then they become big and, you know... (laughs) I don't know. Well, I'd love to hear some more recommendation of YouTubers because I'm always looking for Mm. more people to binge on the weekend. Yeah. Well, my recommendation is a TikTok account called Tom Likes Food. And it's a hilarious account where this guy dresses up like some of the big UK influencers. So he does a take on Anastasia Kings North and her mum, Julie. He also does some imitations of Saffron Barker and they are spot on. Does he do El Darby and Con? No, I haven't seen El Darby yet, but he did this really hilarious impression of Anastasia Kingsnorth grandma, and it was just so random. It cracked me up. You sent me this at work, and I was like randomly just laughing at my desk. He's got to do Atticus, though. I don't understand why he doesn't do him. Oh, my God. I've got to say, for that bread topic, I had a look at Tattle Life, and I lost it again at my desk because they're calling him Bradicus. Now, it's actually disgusting that they're bullying some little boy, but I've got to say, that 
is quite clever. But I'm sorry, I don't get it because to me, Anastasia Kingsworth and her family are so cute. I can't, I'm, I don't understand why people are bitching about them so Look, much. I don't think they do anything wrong. I love them. But I think them. people just like talking about their dynamic. Like a lot of them, I read this comment in the group and they're like, it's like a family in here. And it's like they're bonding over kind of criticizing. But it's kind of like anyone laughing at their little brother. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Calling him Braddockus is pretty rude, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope you all have an amazing weekend. If you have enjoyed, could you please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating? Yeah. Not, you know, anything else, Sophie, do you want them to do? No, that's all. But if you want to follow us on Instagram, we'll also add outspoken underscore the underscore podcast, which we'll leave in the show notes below. And we've got to say, we will be covering all the Sarah's Day drama that's going on on Monday's episode. So stay tuned and something to look forward to on your Monday. We have been seeing everyone's messages coming through. So we wanted you to know it is something we're looking into over the weekend and we'll bring bring it to you soon.